Welcome to the Outliers of African Descent. Today we have an amazing role model. A former refugee from Sierra Leone now living in the United States. She's an attorney licensed to practice in Washington, D.C. She holds a Doctor of Law degree from Thurgood Marshall School of Law and a Bachelor's of Arts degree from the Pennsylvania State University. She's worked at the United Nations Commission on International Trade Law, where she's researched and drafted on investor state dispute settlement reform. Prior to graduating law school, she worked for Fong Egan in Houston, where she assisted treaty investors from China and Angolia to develop and direct their investment enterprise into the United States. She's also worked previously at Fullerton Law Firm, Joyzer Forum des Femmes Moroccans in Morocco, and the YMCA International Services. Her focus areas are international investment treaty arbitration, commercial arbitration, public international law, international trade, and human rights. She's passionate about the law for two reasons, the intellectual challenges it offers and helping clients resolve their disputes. In her spare time, if she's not advocating for women's rights, she's either reading, traveling, listening to podcasts, watching Korean dramas, trying international cuisines, or spending time with her family and friends. Please join me to welcome to our show, Ramatulahi Chalo. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Your biography mentions that you're a refugee from Sierra Leone, like I read, and you've migrated to the U.S. Can you tell us a bit about how being a refugee is like and how coming to a completely foreign place was like? Yes, definitely. So I um, moved from Sierra Leone to Nigeria when I was about three or four years old. I um, grew up in Nigeria. I lived in the city of Lagos and also moved back and forth to the refugee camp in August State. And growing up in Nigeria, I with my family coming from, from Sierra Leone, um, you know, there were difficult times, um, suffering, there were good and bad times. And during those times, my mom, um, she never uh, had the opportunity to get an education when she was in Sri Lanka. She got married at a very young age. So she ensured my siblings and I will have an education. And during our time in, in, in Nigeria there, she made sure that we, um, we go to school and we do all the necessary things that requires of us just to build us and to build our future. And because she didn't, earn a, she didn't have an education, she was very skilled in um, um, hair. She was like a hairstylist. She, she braided hair to provide food on the table and also pay some of our school fees during that time. And that um, really, even though at that time I was very young, um, I still remember because it's they were like memories, but I still remember. And what what she also do, did, and I helped her and my siblings. She sold um, hibiscus flower, and just to you know help us with bring your food in the table, like I mentioned earlier. So we lived there for about like till I was 13 years old, and then began um, resettlement through UNHCR to the United States and we moved to Pennsylvania. And when I just moved here, um, it was difficult for me to adapt to the new culture. It was a culture shock because I'm a very reserved person. So it was hard for me to make friends in middle school and also in high school. So what I did was um, join activities in, in, in high school. I played soccer during my first and um, my 
freshman and sophomore year and that helped me and after uh, high school i went to penn state for undergrad and then i knew i always um, i wanted to do study law and i've been always interested in anything that involves international international law so and during my undergrad i i studied abroad in france because i love to learn about different languages and um i joined a lot of clubs and activities and one in particular was called pre law fraternity and in that um club is for students who are interested in studying law you um you get to meet attorneys who are alumni and get insights and advice about law school application and I also did a program called the explore law program and in that i did um it's it's a one week program at the law school at at Penn State University you you attend class like you would if you're a law student and also they help you prepare your personal statement in term when you are ready to apply for law school so i did that and after an undergrad my my goal was to go to law school straight out of undergrad when my first time when i applied when i applied for law school i didn't get accepted to any of the law schools that i get that i applied to and it was due to my lsat score so after i saw that i didn't get into any law school i decided to look for a job and work for a law firm as a legal assistant so i searched and searched for 6 months and i got an offer at a law firm in philly and after a month and in working at the law firm i was fired because i was told i was making um a lot of mistakes but there were other employees who were doing the same at the law firm there and when i had a meeting with the manager the hiring manager told me that maybe um law should not be for me maybe i should think about another area in not study law so it was very um difficult for me at that time i was um depressed it affected me um my self esteem and it really um affected me mentally and emotionally so after after i went through that uh with the support of my family and friends and and god by my side that helped me get over that um time i was in and also decided to volunteer in my community and help from refugees who were moving in so help them adapt to the culture in 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 the united states just so um they are able to adjust to their new environment and teach them things that we know that they do not know and i did that and also we studied for the lsat and when i studied for the lsat i my, my score improved from my previous score and then i applied to law school and then i got accepted to Thurgood Marshall School of Law in Texas i did that um i went to law school there for um 3 years like you you would and then after um law school i prepared for the bar exam for the first time and the second time but i was unsuccessful so i was successful my third time and um and now i'm an attorney <laughs> It sounds like you've had like a couple bumps in your road. It was sad to hear that someone told you law you shouldn't pursue law, but I'm glad you pursued anyways. And yeah. you're here now, so Yes, definitely. And also that's that's part of life. You meet people who tell you all sorts of things. And it's up to you if you want to let that affect you or not. 
and um yeah it's you know it's just part of living well thank you for you know being here today because i wouldn't have gotten to interview you if not <laughs> um i understand you attended penn state so i'd like to know how you got to attend there and was it easy or difficult and was it your dreams college or whatever yeah so um since i'm from pennsylvania um and penn state is just right there so it was just easier for me and i applied and i got in so it was not very difficult um to get in and i um my time as my time at Penn State was very um I loved my experience there and because there is branch campuses with Penn State so I did two years at the branch campus near my home and then for the rest of the other two years I did at the main campus at the state college so it was it was it was a great experience um there's a lot of resources that I made use of and this is very important I think for students when when you're in college or you know wherever you should make use of your your resources because you're paying for it and they're there for you so I made use of them um by joining a lot of organization and if there are um events going on I would attend and network I developed good relationship with my professors that I'm still in contact with today so those um really helped me so that sounds like it sounds like it was your first choice of school is that right yes yes it was my first choice of school i wasn't really thinking that far in terms of um moving away far from home at that time because my family wanted me to stay closer so and you know pencil was just right there I'm glad you got to stay close to family and you made use of your resources. Um so after undergraduate and uh can you tell us a bit of, more about like your experiences working before you went to law school? Yes, yeah, so my um I saw my time I uh, that I worked for the uh, a month at the law firm there um it was just a month so it was brief and you know it was for me to gain experience in, in working in a law firm because i was interested in studying law and um the, i did the volunteering um since I, after i was fired and i also loved that and doing that um it reminded me of my time when i had just moved to the united states and i was meeting the refugees in my community so what i did i would visit their homes and give them a presentation a lecture about um how to live in the United States like things that we know that you don't know so things like when you see when you're driving and then you see a police car um have their headlights on you know you you're supposed to stop so just things in that nature how to how to search for a job how to apply to school and um taking them to their to their um doctor's appointment and these were refugees from Syria, Sudan, Congo, um yeah, those countries. So, it was a great experience. I enjoyed doing that when I was, um, you know, coming to their home and, and volunteering. Then I got an opportunity to do that with my um caseworker who who helped my family and I um adjust when we had just moved here. So, I was helping um the caseworker at Lutheran and Immigration Refugee Services. And after that, and then I went to law school. Like you just mentioned, you went to law school next. Um, can you repeat the name of the law school you went to, and then tell us about 
like a day in the life of a law school student. Yeah, definitely. So I went to Thorogood Marshall School of Law in Texas. And um, law school is very, very, very difficult. It's extremely hard, especially your first year. It's a lot. It's a lot mentally, emotionally, and physically. So it, it, it helps you grow as an individual because there's a lot of challenges that you go through, especially when it comes to um, the competition because there's a lot of competition with law school. And I feel like for me, in my own experience, it, it humbled me like throughout my whole journey in law school. It really, I found things about myself that I didn't know that I can achieve if I go through the lens, like just trying to do things, going the extra mile, you find that, oh, wow, I can do this if I just keep on going, if I push myself further. So that was, that was like one good experience um, uh, with me when it comes to law school. And the other experience that I didn't like was the competition because I feel like some students tend to um, only keep information for themselves and not share and I think differently because um, sometimes the students that you have, your, your, your classmates, there may be the next president of the United States, you don't know. So you have to be kind and be helpful to others. But um, overall, law school, it, it, was, it was a great experience. It, it really broadened my mind. Like, you know, it developed me as an individual. Like, I grew, I grew a lot. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like a tough experience, but I'm glad you found it humbling. You kept trying to go no matter what, so that's another good thing. Exactly, oh, definitely. And that also goes into preparing for the bar exam because that was also difficult, like preparing for it for the first time and not, you know, succeeding. You know, it hurts you, you your, your, um, your self-esteem, like you doubt yourself. Can you really do this? Can you really become an attorney? But all of those experiences and challenges just prepares you for the next challenge. That, that was my um, case, because I felt like failing and failing again really um, it built something in me that I believe I can do anything. I believe in the impossible and uh, it helped me be the strong woman that I didn't think I could be and also build confidence within myself because at some point in my life, I didn't have that much confidence in myself. And I think confidence is something that builds over time. It doesn't happen in one shot. Yeah, that's true. That's great advice. After law school, you went to work again and in your biography, it mentioned you worked for the United Nations Commission on international trade law and your research with them. Can you talk more about that and what like that all entailed? Yes, definitely. So my internship with the UN, um, I've always wanted to do an internship or even work for the UN since when I was young, to be honest with you. And I um, tried when I was in undergrad, when I had just finished from Penn State, but I didn't get any interviews, nothing. And then I tried again throughout my time in law school, didn't get anything. So it was when I applied um, 
in after law school when I was preparing for the bar exam during that time I had applied to a position in New York but I didn't pass the test so I applied to a position in in Vienna Austria and I got in without even an interview so my internship I was supposed to be in Vienna for the internship but I couldn't travel because of covid so I did the internship remotely and it was a great experience I'm very grateful to God for you know having the opportunity to still intern because of covid a lot of people lost their internships and even lost their jobs so I was very grateful for the experience to intern from home I learned a lot um I learned a lot about the field of international arbitration um because that's the field I'm interested in and it was sometimes you know difficult working from home because you feel like you're just it's just you you're not surrounded with your supervisor or the other um coworkers but he you know it was great i still made my the best of it so i'm grateful for the experience yeah that's really cool again you're showing like a great case of like persevering you tried you tried and you tried till you succeeded and you just like a really good model in that aspect <laughs> thank you and i think i believe you know in whatever that you believe in in that you would like to achieve just just focus on the goal and work towards it you may face all the bump and all that but you still have to keep trying you have to push yourself yeah great advice once again um In your biography, it's also mentioned that you worked for Fong and I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Yagen and Houston. Yeah, where you assisted treaty investors from China and Angola to develop and direct their investments enterprise into the United States. Can you expand more about like what that means and how you got to that position? Yes, so I did that um position law clerk position during my after my second year of law school. It was at an immigration law firm and the work was mostly on employment immigration. So that involves businesses or um who would like to invest in the United States and they need um the to see if they are if they if they if they are qualified to and there's a specific requirements in terms of visa application that they have to meet in order for them to invest their um, businesses here so it's mostly paperwork in in visa um, requirements for employment immigration uh, that's that's interesting i never knew that you had you could be able to do that in law school yeah definitely yeah those are the great opportunities that are available for students law students you know in terms of internship law clerk and all of that positions depends on the field you're interested in yeah yeah you mentioned you wanted to focus on international investment treaty arbitration there's also commercial arbitration public international law and international trade and human rights can you like expand on like what all of those are about or if you want to like narrow it down whatever works yeah definitely so just to narrow it down they are all international law but those are like the specific areas that are that I'm interested in and I'm open to like mostly yeah it's, it's all international law and that's what I'm passionate about because I love anything that involves international that involves different culture languages different nations and states 
dispute between states and government treaty those are all field that i'm interested in and is there is there a reason why you're interested in international things do you think uh, is i think it's just my personality like growing up living moving from one country to another and living in different places so um it's just something i love like and i love being in an environment where i see people from all different backgrounds you know diversity in an environment is something also that i'm really you know passionate about and it's just it's just something with me that i i love to learn i'm a very curious person and i love to learn about different cultures and history and languages well you sound like a very nice person <laughs> i do love to learn so i'm not sure <laughs> Um, you also mentioned in your free time you like to advocate for women's rights. I mean, other than you know, clearly you're a woman yourself, then that obvious reason. Is there another reason or another motivation behind that? Yes, definitely. Um, since I'm a former victim of FGM, um, like my goal is to advocate against it and speak up as a former victim, just to bring awareness to the issue because the practice is still happening. It's happening all over, especially in Africa, in the Middle East, and in Asia, South Asia. So I'm passionate about that in that aspect, and also with child marriage, and that's prevalent in Africa because my mom got married at a very young age, and it's still happening. And we live in a society where you know a patriarchal society, and women and men are not viewed as equal in some environment so that's also like an issue that needs to be talked about and advocate about um that's a good reason you know i'm glad you've decided that you don't want this to happen anymore and that you you're going to make a stand um given the opportunity to rewind your life what one decision did you make that you'd like to change? Or is there any decisions that you regretted making? Anything? Um, I don't regret any decision that I made because I believe everything is from God and I've accepted all the good and bad that's happened in my life. Being a refugee, even being a victim of FGM, um, I've accepted it. It's, it's part of who I am today. And I wouldn't, you know, have it any other way i'm grateful for all the good and bad experiences because it's really um cultivated who i am today it built the young woman who i am today it's made me stronger made me humble made me grateful being empathetic to other people showing compassion in how i interact with others i'm very grateful and i wouldn't change it any other way because this is the path that god has chosen for me I'm glad that you don't regret anything and that you've chosen to move forward. As you may know, the why of our podcast is to celebrate true role models. Who is your role model and why? Um, we'll say it's my mom. My mom, um, she inspires me a lot and her, most of her qualities I have, I believe I have. <laughs> Maybe my sister would say otherwise, but <laughs> I believe I do. But she inspires me a lot and her just 
support and encouragement a lot. She influenced my decisions in decision making in a, in a lot of things in my life and you know my other my siblings too. So having a mother like her, she's like no other. And I'm very grateful to have a um a role model as her and also even my grandmother. Yeah. I like your answer. I also like to say my role models, my mom, even though she'll never hear. <laughs> I'll never say it in front of her. But <laughs> um, what advice do you have for young black people who'd like to pursue the similar path as you? Like, definitely, my family and I are thinking I'd go to law school, and maybe do international law. Like, what advice would you have for me? I would say that you should. First, know why you want to be a lawyer, know why you want to study international law. Your intentions behind it should be very clear because that intention will, you know, stay with you till the finish line because you will face a lot of rejections, a lot of bumps, obstacles, but you have to keep going. And when you face those hurdles, you know what you need to do. You should just think about why am I doing this? What are my intentions? And then you keep going forward because it's going to get difficult. You meet good and bad people. You hear all negativities that maybe you may you may not be able to do this, but you know you have to keep going and never, never, ever give up. Work hard towards it. Focus on the goal and keep going. Focus on the destination. And know why, or know why you're doing this because that's also very, very important. Because if you don't know your why, then you're just lost because you're just doing it. You don't know the reason why you're doing it. That's good advice. You're a great example, you know. You. Persevere and you have a clear reason behind what you want to do. Kind of conclude, I'd like to know what your plans for the weekends are. I heard you like to like read and travel and listen to podcasts and also watch Korean dramas like I do. <laughs> Oh, really? So, yeah. So if you have any recommendations <laughs> or anything you can watch on the weekends, I'd like to hear that. Definitely. I'm actually watching one right now. It's on Netflix. Um, what is it called? I'm trying to remember. I mean, I, I know you watch um, Boys Over Flowers, right? That's yeah. Like, <laughs> That's <another> one. <laughs> um, so there's a, there's a new one right now on Netflix. Trying to remember what is it called? Um, have you watched um, It's Okay Not to Be Okay? Yeah, I've watched it. I haven't finished it yet. I want really to finish okay. it. But... Yeah, that was that's a good one. Yeah. And um, is it Crash Landing? Have you yeah. have you Crash Landing onto you? Yeah, that's something like that. that. Yeah. Um, there's another one also called Eating One. It's a one class. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a one class. Yeah, yeah. You seen that one out too? I haven't seen it. I really need to. I need to like catch yeah, up. That's a good one if you would like to. Yeah. Korean drama. I also yeah. like watching the Korean variety shows. So. Both oh, you like those too? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't really watch those, but I've heard they're really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you for talking with me. You know. God bless you. It was pretty fun. Thank you too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story and inspire others. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening in on our conversation today. 
To keep updated and to listen to future episodes, follow us on Instagram at outliers underscore African descent. Thank you.